Hello, I am Sally Pom Clayton. I'm a writer and storyteller, and I'm performing The Magician's Apprentice, a spoken word performance for Bloomsbury Festival. And it's at the Museum of Comedy, which is such a lovely little beautiful theatre in Bloomsbury. And the beginning of my show, I stand at the door and I, I say, you know, I've got this pack of tarot cards and I, I stand it at the door and I ask each person to go through and they take a card. So you can't, you know, then they can take their card home as, and, and usually it, it's quite meaningful. Yeah, that's the beginning of the show. And then everyone sits down with their tarot cards and these cards come back later. And then I have also got some tarot cards which are extracted from the pack. And these are not the ones I'm giving to the audience. And, you know, it starts off with the, with the magician. Here is the magician. This magician looks really serious he's got one hand pointing to the sky with a wand the other hand pointing to the earth and on his altar perhaps it is are all his sacred tools and above his head is a figure of eight which is the symbol of eternity and i do come back to that and then i you know we begin to sort of look at what is the magician like and you know i tell a story with the suitcase and this suitcase actually belonged to my my grandfather in the Second World War. And it's a kind of antique joke, actually. It's a, a music hall joke. And I expanded it and put into it bits of Hans Christian Andersen because some of his little unknown stories are about objects that come to life, like a collar or an iron or a pen. And they have characters and and they're very disruptive as well. So in this suitcase are all the magician's props that do the magic. There's the wand, there's the pack of cards, there's the red silk handkerchief, and there's a rope. And right at the bottom of the suitcase is a little short, old, frayed, torn bit of rope. And it used to be the magician's most important rope. It did all the long rope stretches, it did the cut and restored tricks but now it's just it's it's no good it's useless it's 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 time has passed and it stays at the bottom of the suitcase reminiscing about its time in the limelight and all the other props wait inside the case for their turn and they're all talking to each other telling stories about quite competitively actually about who is the most successful the little short rope is usurped by a very big, long, thick, fat new rope that comes into the suitcase thrown in when the case is opened and the crowd cheer. That short little rope knows so much and it's about what perhaps wisdom that age can give. This performance was inspired by something that happened to me age nine, which was that I went on a school trip to Western Supermare. This pier was really lovely. It, it unfortunately it burned down. So this was when it was this old Victorian pier and we'd all been given some money by our parents. We could go wherever we wanted, which we'd never be allowed to do now. And we went on the carousels and we went on the house of fun where everything is upside down. And then we went in the hall of mirrors and we were like giants and gnomes. And then we only had 50p left. And, and we went to the end of the pier 
and the slats of the pier wooden floor got sort of had cracks and holes in and wider and wider we could see the sea crashing below we kept going and then we saw a little sign and it said magic show 50p so we paid our money and we went in and there was a little theater with red velvet curtains exactly like the museum of comedy in fact and we sat down in the front row and then the magician came on and he rolled up his sleeves and he said now you see children i'm not hiding anything up my sleeves and i've got a little bit of magic for you i'm from yorkshire and there's many many wizards and magicians from yorkshire so he did his magic and he pulled an egg from behind his ear and blew on it and it turned into a dove and, and then he lifted up this black cloth and underneath it was a glass glittering box that looked a bit like Snow White's coffin, actually. And he said, now I need a little apprentice for this one. Who would like to be my magician's apprentice? And of course, I really did want to be, and everybody did. And I put up my hand and I sat up straight and I held my breath. And he said, that little girl there in the front row. And I thought, me? He's chosen me, but he must have thought I was sweet and innocent. Anyway, he said, come on up, give her a round of applause. And I went up onto the stage and I didn't get a hat or a cloak or a wand, but he stood me beside this box. And that's where it all went wrong. That's where I said the wrong thing, the thing that a magician's apprentice should not say. It wasn't real magic. And I could see through it. Now, I won't tell you what I saw because you'll have to come to the show. <laughs> but I sat down in the front row and the, I'd ruined the magic spell. I completely ruined it. I'd said, this is not real magic. And the audience was silent and the poor magician, I don't know if he ever did that trick again. But you know what they say, never work with children and animals. And he'd worked with both. And he carried on with the next trick. But in me a seed was sown i wanted to find real magic and so this show is an effort to do that what i actually open up the suitcase and and inside i find this figure of eight and uh Perhaps you know this it's a bit of paper that's been twisted and and sellotaped together and you know when i was little on a sunday lunch my dad, who is from Yorkshire, by the way, so I'm half Yorkshire, uh, he would get a strip of paper and he would sellotape it together. He'd twist it and then he'd say, look, you know, how can something just have one surface? This is not possible, one surface. And, and then we'd sort of follow this paper around and, and it did, we came back to the beginning. It had no beginning and no end. And what he had made was amoebious strip. And I give one to each of the audience. They all have their own amoebious strip. And on it is a golden line. And they can follow this line. And it weaves through the figure of eight. And it has no beginning and end. And, well, my dad said that this was infinity but also perhaps it was the the shape of the universe because 
the universe has no beginning and end and and how could we visualize that and this thing folds in on itself so perhaps that's what the universe does and then i will get a pair of scissors on the stage and i'd say but you know i'm a storyteller and i believe in beginnings and endings everything has an end and so you know infinity just does not exist and i'm i'm just going to find the end of this and and then i cut down this this golden line you know what mebius was this 18th century mathematician and and it, he got he gave his name to this but in fact you know the greeks and romans knew about it and they put it on their mosaics you can still find it there so alfred mebius so I've got to the end here and I'm, I'm sure that infinity does not exist. Eternal life does not exist. There is an end to this Mebius loop. And uh, that's it. Oh, it's just a bigger one. Just a bigger figure of eight. <laughs> you can cut it again, of course, and again and again, and it's just, and actually, if you start cutting it again, it gets into a sort of endless, eternal strip of tangles. The other thing that this show is about is it's about, you know, female apprentices. You know, why is it that men are the magicians and women are the assistants or the apprentices? And and uh, you know, women can be locked into cupboards, they can be sawn in half, they can have daggers thrown at them. But if they become the magician, then they are the sorceress, they're the witch, they're a priestess, but not the magician. And of course, this is this is changing. And now, after 116 years, the magic circle has finally got a female president. So uh, you know, maybe now women will have male assistants and they can make them vanish <laughs> but um i tell some stories with very very powerful female magicians and one of them is the goddess isis and she is the the mistress of magic the speaker of spells and in egyptian myth it is said that she creates the illusion of life itself and that everybody, even the gods, are so seduced by this spell of life, they want to carry on and on living forever. And then I tell a story about Elena the Wise. This is a fairy tale that there are quite a lot of different versions of this fairy tale and I've I've put them together. So there's a Hungarian version, a Romanian version, there's a Brothers Grimm version, a Russian one. There's a, an amazing one that's part of the Arabian Nights. And so I've taken elements of these and it's about a female magician who becomes all powerful and she has some in some stories she has a a tower with windows in which she can see the whole world and in my story and in others she has a mirror and she can see the whole world reflected and and through this she gets ultimate power so i thought i could tell a little bit of the story of elena the wise a hundred doves circled down beside the lake they spat stamped somersaulted 
and they turned into a hundred girls. And then the girls began to pull off their clothes down to petticoats or nothing or not very much. And they ran down to the lake and they jumped in. And the girls began swimming and playing and splashing each other and washing each other's hair. When suddenly a shadow covered the moon and there was a golden chariot. Sitting in the chariot, a woman with red gold hair shining around her face like a halo, her skin luminous, wearing a golden dress. And the girl said, quick, quick, our mistress is here. Elena the wise has arrived, hurry, hurry, hurry. The girls leapt out of the water, they pulled on their clothes and they all stood in a long line. The golden chariot was pulled by two swans. It landed beside the lake and outstepped Elena the Wise. Well done, girls. You got here. Now, lesson time, lessons. Where is my apprentice? A girl with long black plaits stepped forward. Daria, yes, mistress, Daria. You will demonstrate. I will teach and girls watch and learn, watch and learn. And Elena began to teach the girls magic. Daria demonstrated and the girls watched and learned. As Elena taught them how to lift a footprint from the mud and make the owner fall in love. She taught the girls how to catch a magpie croak, how to pick a nettle prick and turn it into a spell that would make someone ill or even die. Practice girls, practice. And next time I will teach you how to catch a, catch a gust of wind. How to catch a gust of wind and how to turn a cat's whisker into a toad. How to turn a cat's whisker into a toad. And then Elena the Wise climbed into her chariot and flew away. Come to the Magician's Apprentice at the Museum of Comedy, 7 p.m. Thursday, October the 20th. The tickets are on the Bloomsbury Festival website. Join me on a quest for real magic. I'll see you there or disappear. <laughs>